Welcome to Picks with the Professor, sponsored by Wager Lab, the show where a real statistics professor and his friends give you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Side. That's my actual job title and last name, which is part of the reason why the mathematical model that I've built to predict various sports outcomes is affectionately known as Sideline. You hear more about the model during the course of this episode, set to cover 11 of the best college basketball games scheduled to be played on Saturday, March 11th. 2023 and obviously just like yesterday another great slate of basketball covering about half the games here the bigger of all of the games uh but the other ones will also still be really good ones that you're going to want to watch in case you're new here check out the webpage on the banner it's www.pitchtheprofessor.com slash new for some explanations and community rules hit the google sheet that's linked in the show description for shine projection on every single game remember this show covers picks on the best games so the best picks on all games sign up on patreon or blackbook sports Different packages and price ranges based on your needs. I've got either an A or a solid B grade play that I like on almost all of the games that we're not covering in this show. I think there's three that that's not the case on, but a lot of great plays today. So if you want the rest of those plays, hit up Patreon or Blackbook. Both those links are in the show description. Remember that sports are unpredictable, so the discussion on this show projects a typical game. It doesn't try to forecast it to a T. So that would be a foolish and impossible goal. We take a long-term view on here. We don't get distracted when a team either can't hit or can't miss from three or their opponent. These things balance out in the long run. They're hard to foresee before they happen. In other words, please understand that good and bad variants will occur. So much as I'd like to say will be profitable every single day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Obviously, the the one that's coming to my mind here, Sam Houston State, we had them as one of our three A-plus plays the day yesterday. Opponent goes 16 of 30 from three. And then Sam Houston State has the ball. It has multiple shots off at the end in order to take the lead. And then the guy gets fouled. Of course, the guy who gets fouled is... Like a 45% free throw shooter, big guy, can't shoot free throws, misses both of them, can't even tie the game. They end up um, barely losing. But, you know, when your opponent goes 16 to 30 from three, you know, what are you going to do, right? And that's the sort of thing that happens from time to time. Again, that stuff balances out. Uh, Another example of that would be Utah Valley we had last night, but the way that game ended. You know, that stuff happens. Uh, it does balance out. It doesn't feel that way. You know, those those tough losses, uh, you know, they hurt more than the good ones feel good, unfortunately. But it will balance out. We will get some lucky wins. We've had several lucky wins. Had several terrible losses as well. But again, when one game goes awry, whether it's because of the ending or because of something like that, again, what we're talking about here when I make my projections is the typical game, the average game. And you just never know exactly what's going to happen. But we know in the long run, this is a profitable strategy. And that long run is what's prompted the success for our Moneyland plays. Because the idea is that whether it's a big minus or big plus or small minus or small plus, there can be value no matter what, as long as the probability that we win is greater than the implied odds. And so we're always keeping an eye on the value proposition that the price offers. So always shop around. Always try to get good prices. Otherwise, so before we get to today's slate, some reminders. Please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. So if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. And if you turn on notifications, don't miss any college basketball and will be your college football content this channel provides. I've already mentioned the Patreon, but check it out if you haven't yet. A lot of great benefits found up there above and beyond. We do here. $3 per month, you should play the day. For another $2 a month, you get all the model picks and access to the Discord chat group, which is the place to get questions answered about these games. Other games, other sports from me, any of my co-hosts or other sports bettors. It's a great community over there. People talking about picks they like, they don't like. Just random good conversation about the games. A lot of fun stuff happening on the Discord. It's a great community. Hit that up if you haven't yet. www.patreon.com slash picks the professor. We'll get you more details. But even if you're not there, 
Still thrilled to have you here. Also, join us on WagerLab. WagerLab is a free mobile app that lets you predict, tally, and settle bets from anywhere you like. You can use it to keep friends honest and place bets with them, and then settle off the app. No money is exchanged in the app, and that makes it completely free and legal in all 50 states. You can also bet against the house for fun with points to practice or test new strategies, which is what we're doing in our free March Madness pool where we're making wagers with these points. We get 500 you know, points. It's kind of like fake dollars, right? You know, starting whenever you sign up through the end of the tournament, you got a lot of games you can bet. You can bet money lines, you can bet spreads, you can bet totals. And if you end up with the most points at the end, you get money. $50 for first place, $20 for second, $10 for third. That'll be in the form of an Amazon gift card. Everyone can use an Amazon gift card. Uh, so check, hit that up. It's free. Have some fun in there. Test out some strategies with your points, whatever you want to do. There's a lot of different ways you can use it. Uh, WageLab's a great app and a lot of fun if you want to join us over there. No matter that all total picks are traditional one-unit bets, while all money land plays are to return three units. That is the risk plus win will amount uh, win amount will equal three. That way we risk proportionally more on favorites and underdogs. So you know, we'll risk sometimes 1.7 to win 1.3. I'll risk you know, 0.8 to win 2.2, whatever it is. Those two numbers will add up to three. Uh, that way, you know, we don't have to think about, well, a plus 150, how much do we put on a plus 150 dog versus a plus 120 dog versus a plus 180 dog versus a plus 220 dog. And some people are like, well, it's a full unit or a half unit. This way it just kind of scales out proportionally. So that's kind of how we're doing it. That's how you'll see it done in the sheet. You can obviously do what you want. This is just a general recommendation, a good little formula that I found. Otherwise, let's get to it. As always, take what you like and leave the rest. Just off in the Big Ten here, 1 p.m. Eastern, Ohio State and Purdue. Big 10, I think I saw the stat yesterday with uh, two double-digit seeds making the semifinals this year in the tournament. The number of times it's happened in the Big 10 tournament history, I believe, was has been two. So it's been kind of a wild year here in the tournament. Obviously, one of those uh, surprising stories is Ohio State. I think this is where it ends. Those Purdue team is just too good. And, and I think you saw the game play out yesterday basically like we talked about Purdue being the better team and and that they would win. And you don't know if they're going to cover. You don't know if they're going to struggle early or late. That's been their biggest issue. Backing them has been covering. They've won a tremendous number of games, of course, but they failed to cover a ton of them that they've been favored by eight and they've won by five or they've been favored by five and won by two. And they've been favored by 15 and they've won by nine. Right. And they've covered several many games as well, but they've just had a harder time, um, covering bigger numbers. And so that's where the money land plays on Purdue have been really profitable because they've, you know, amassed that pretty impressive 27 and five record. So we're going to be on Purdue here at minus 295. It's risk two and a quarter units to win three quarters of a unit. It's an A grade play according to the model, which says this price should be Purdue minus 620. Obviously, Ohio State has been playing pretty well here of late. They, they had a couple good home games at the end of the regular season. And I kind of discounted that because they were at home and they looked really bad on the road there to close up the regular season. Other than a neutral site, and they're still playing pretty well. Not that not that I think they're better without Key. Obviously, he's a really good player. At some point, though, you know, maybe there's just a little bit different style, a little bit different of a, you know, belief, a little bit motivation, a little bit everyone's counting us out. Maybe players playing looser. I mean, there's a lot of different ways. Bottom line, they're playing pretty well right now. I'm not going to discount that. There's still going to be no match for Purdue, in my opinion. I think Purdue can win this one. The model says by an average of 11.4 points. The model says anything that's single digits is an A grade. Right, I'm seeing seven. 
So you want to lay the points you can, but as Jake mentioned yesterday, just laying points with Purdue is just a scary proposition in general because you just never know exactly what they're going to do at the end of the game, how they're going to turtle, whether it's early or late, right? But they should win this one. Model says they win it 86% of the time. Anything that's minus 429 or better, so obviously right around minus 300, is a fantastic play according to the model, and I tend to agree. I think they can take care of business here in advance of the championship game on Sunday. With regards to total, I'm seeing about 134. Model says 134.0. So the model says it's spot on. Ohio State's been playing pretty good defenses of late, but going under. Purdue's been going a tiny bit over. I think it's pretty good total. I think just focus on Purdue here. Again, the laying the seven, maybe a little bit riskier. If you're going to do that, I would scale that one back and focus more here on the money line. We always talk, just a general disclaimer, um, a good play by itself is reasonable to put in a parlay. A bad play by itself is not one you want to add to a parlay. The parlay doesn't magically make it any better. You're adding more risk than reward at that point. This is a play that I would add to your parlays if you are doing something of that nature. And just as I mentioned yesterday, and it worked out well, the early games, if you wanted to parlay them together in the money line, I think it'd be a pretty good investment. That other one here today, just as yesterday, Alabama minus 425 here against Missouri. It's a pretty steep price, but I just don't really see a way Alabama loses. You're seeing a pretty similar story here in these early games. Missouri playing you know, pretty well as of late. Um, it's just that Alabama is just a juggernaut. It's similar to Purdue in very different ways. Right? Purdue obviously does it going really slow through their big guy who's just an unstoppable force. Alabama you know, just does it with relentless defense. Still a pretty dang good offense, and of course, a, a, a terrifyingly reckless pace. Um, this Alabama team is just really, really good. I don't see much of a way they lose. Model says they win this game 87% of the time. They also win by uh, somewhere around 11 or 12 points, just like Purdue. You're having to pay a little bit more of a price here, but it's still an A-grade play according to the model, which is the correct price should be minus 647. Sideline says anything that's 444 or better is an A-grade play. So not quite the same value proposition that Purdue would offer according to the model, but still really... A really good value here in the low 400s. Even in the upper 400s, I'd still be playing Alabama. I just wouldn't want to get up into the 600s where the model says it is at that point. That seems a little bit steep because you just never know when a team like Missouri is going to get hot from three. But this Alabama team is really good. The fact that they're playing fast and that Missouri also plays fast it lends itself to this being a game where you're going to have a lot of possessions and that's going to allow the better team to shine through. Um, that's where Alabama can probably, I think that's where Alabama is going to have trouble is playing a slower team in the tournament. When they play a team that's going to really grind them out. I think somebody like St. Mary's and obviously Alabama is better than St. Mary's, but someone who's playing that style, limiting the number of possessions, kind of creating a little bit more variance might be more Alabama's downfall, but a team like Missouri, that's going to also push the pace should create more possessions. And then that way we have less likelihood of, you know, Bama having a bad three point shooting team, that team having a good one. It's not that it's not possible. It's just less likely. So I like the extra possessions here makes it just even more likely that Alabama wins again, almost 90% of the time here. Average margin of victory higher than the implied spread of nine and a half. But again, you are getting a little bit dicey here, like such a big number. Uh, again, money line, just a, a great offering, not a lock. There are no locks in gambling, but one that still presents value that the price should still be higher than it is. So we're going to take advantage of that here with the big favorite in Alabama. Total in this game, 157. Models is 160.4. Both these teams have been going over for the most part of the season. Missouri's not been quite as much as of late, but Alabama still has. Again, as much as teams want to try to slow them down and as good as their defense is, it's just really hard to slow down the pace of this Alabama team too much. Uh, model leans over. I would lean over as well. I think 
Um, 160 is probably a little bit better of a number than the upper 150s. It's not my favorite play of the day, but I do think if you are looking at totals over in this one, probably makes more sense than the under. It is, again, obviously just a little bit risky over such a big number like that. Let's sit at 3 p.m. Eastern, though. Obviously, I think this one will probably be a little bit later because they still have to finish the game before the other SEC game, Vanderbilt. Texas is going to be the favorite in this one as well with the Aggies minus 225. I am giving Vanderbilt half home court advantage. It's not their actual home court, but playing in their same city probably does give them a little bit of an advantage. They've also been playing really well as of late, even better than AM has. AM's been overperforming their expectations, but Vanderbilt's been, been really outperforming. We saw it, of course, yesterday with the outright win over Kentucky, um, which was a very impressive win. Bottom line, though, this Aggie team is still the much better team. I've got them ranked 15th and Vanderbilt 126. And even if that's you know, not generous to the fact that, of the way that Vanderbilt's been playing with regards to their actual makeup and the talent and the roster and how they've played. I, I'm just not sure this Vanderbilt team's even in the top 100. I know people are talking about them making the tournament. I'm not saying they shouldn't because to some extent, access to the tournament is not about predictive ability. It's about the resume. And Vanderbilt's resume is decent enough to at least get consideration. But from a predictive standpoint, which is not the same thing as what your resume is, they tend to correlate. But in some cases, it's not extremely strong. I think Vanderbilt's one of those. I'm just not sure that overall this Vanderbilt team is that good. They have had some really good wins as of late. The same team is so much better than them. The model thinks that they win this game by an average of 8.3 points, and AM wins 80% of the time. When we talk about sometimes it's a little chalky here, but the, the, I think that that word and that concept just gets a really bad rap. I mean, there's value on a lot of favorites. A lot of favorites win. If you can find them, the biggest thing is to avoid the favorites that are overpriced. And the bottom line is, say an M team is not overpriced here, that the correct price, according to the model, should be minus 390, even if that's a little steep given the way that Vanderbilt's been playing. Minus 225 offers a tremendous amount of value on the Aggies. People are talking at this Vanderbilt team and the run they've been on without thinking about the fact that this A&M team has been doing the same sort of run for two months now and not just the last you know, three weeks or whatever that Vanderbilt's been doing it. Um, I, I really like the same team. They've, they've really put it together after, you know, that I guess it was that loss to Wofford. Really, they've been looking great in conference. I think the Aggies win this one pretty handily. Model says anything that's really that starts with a two is an A-grade play. 294 will be the A-grade threshold. It's really like backing the Aggies here, minus 225. If you want to lay the points, that's also fine. Laying six would be a pretty reasonable play, given the model thinks the Aggies win on average by 8.3 models. So six and a half or better be an A grade. Again, I'm just sticking to the money line here. I don't have to sweat at the end who makes free throws or not, which is a nice thing uh, to not worry about. It takes a little bit of the variance, a little bit of the sweat out of it, so it makes it a little more enjoyable uh, for me. So this one's more or less a risk two units to win one unit play, and I'll be happy to do that because I think there's value on this favorite. Um, because I, the the model on, and I agree that I think this price should be higher. That even giving Vanderbilt a little bit of a boost for the location, they're still going to be really overmatched against the Saggy team. Total in this game is one hundred and forty and a half. Model says one hundred and thirty six point eight. Model would go under in this one. You have two teams that are going to play it pretty slow. Both these teams rank in outside of the top two hundred in pace. So model thinks. 140 is going to be a pretty tough number to get to. So model would lean under in this one. a has been playing really slow. Vanderbilt's been going really over. Their offense has been what's really fueling um, this, this little run. Their offense has been absolutely incredible, really dismantling a pretty solid Kentucky defense yesterday. I think this game plays out relatively similar to the Arkansas one yesterday where we told you to take the Aggies in the under if you like that side or take Arkansas in the over if you like that side. And, of course, the Aggies won in the game, went under. You saw them just really dominate that second half. 
Similar, not quite as strong, because Vanderbilt also does want to play slow, but similar in the sense that if it's a higher scoring game that really lends itself to Vanderbilt on the offense and the way it's playing, if their offense continues to click and play that well, they're going to have a, a, a chance in this one. I still don't think they can pull it off, but they have much more of a chance, and that would lend itself to more of an over. But if the Aggies really, you know, best into the courts and get their defense, and if they can really slow up Vanderbilt offense down, which I think they can, then I think the Aggies win this one. I think under is probably the smarter look between the two. 3.30 p.m. East and the other Big Ten semifinal game. I'm going to cover the semis here. And then we've got a bunch of great championship games at night. Penn State, and let's grab the dog here with Penn State, plus 135. Model gives this another A-grade play. All four of these picks early on are A-grade plays. Got three more for, them for you later. A lot of A-grade plays tonight where there's a lot of value here. First and foremost, Indiana is favored. I do think they should be favored. Model thinks they shouldn't be favored by as much as the bottom line here. Model says they win this by an average of 1.2 points. They win 52% of the time that the no juice price would be Indiana minus 110 to Penn State plus 110. That means that uh, the plus 135 we're getting with Penn State offers pretty good value from a percentage standpoint. Again, remember, if you weren't with us on baseball, we talked about this often there that the percentages act a little bit different around even money than they do out at the bigger numbers. It takes a bigger price jump at the bigger numbers in order to do any probability dent, but the probabilities move a lot quicker at the lower numbers. This is still a pretty good edge from a probability standpoint, even if the difference between the correct quote-unquote price from the model at 110 to the plus 135 we're getting is smaller from a magnitude standpoint of what we're actually getting on the return or, or what little we're having to risk on it. Um, also, anything that's plus 134 better than a great pick, so we're barely squeaking into a great territory here if you're going to play the points model wants three points for an a grade pick that's what i'm seeing now i think grabbing plus three makes a lot of sense too it should be a tight contest you have a little bit of a clash of styles here with regards to the pace penn, penn state wants to play pretty slow indiana wants to play pretty fast but that's actually been flipped of how they've been playing penn state's offense has been playing so well they've been going over and, I, and indiana's defense playing so well they've been going under so it's kind of an interesting game with regards to the tempo and the pace it's part of the reason why the model would pass this total of 140 models is 139.8. I, I do tend to agree. I don't think totals are playing. I think 140 is probably pretty accurate on this one. I'm just going to Penn State on this one. The model thinks that they win 48% of the time. If you win 48% of the time at plus 135, that's a good profitable long-term play. The other thought that I have about this game really just boils down to, I don't trust either one of these teams. I don't know what either one of these teams is going to give. I've seen a lot of Big Ten basketball this year. These are two teams that fall in the same category as a handful of these teams that we've seen. Right, We talked about Iowa kind of being in the same boat, and there's a few others. Uh, you just never know. Sometimes they look great. Sometimes, sometimes they're in the same game. You saw that last night with Penn State against Northwestern, a pretty good Northwestern team where there were stretches in that game where it looked like Northwestern was going to come back and win. And then at the end, Penn State was able to pull it out. Indiana, the same way. There were stretches in that game where Maryland looked like they might run away with that game. There were stretches where Indiana looked like clearly the better team. And that's these two teams are just so highly variable. I have no idea what's going to happen in this game. I think that 50-50-ish standpoint from the model it makes a lot of sense. So this is one of those just plus odds or plus three points just makes a lot of sense because any either team could win this game. And it wouldn't be really surprising because both teams have looked really good at times this season. Both teams have looked pretty clueless at times depending on just the day that, that it is. So I think plus 135 offers a lot of value on taking the plus three points because – it should be an interesting, good game where who really knows what's going to happen. That's kind of how the model sees it. That's how I see it, too, based off of watching a lot of these two teams all year. They're just wildly inconsistent. To those championship games here now in the evening, 6 p.m. Eastern Texas at Kansas. I'm going to grab Kansas at minus 127. 
Oh, winners on both of these teams yesterday. And of course, that's the peril of this time of year is that, you know, you're either fading a team that you just picked or you're fading a team that you just faded and you lost with them because now it's winning, win and move on, losing on home territory. So it does kind of create interesting situations where we backed both of these teams yesterday and both of them won. And now we have to flip on one of them. Uh, Texas looked really good against DCU, of course, without uh, Timmy Allen. Kansas looked pretty good against an Iowa State team that uh, I was pretty impressed with Iowa State. I mentioned yesterday, I wasn't sure how much of that was Baylor their situation which they figured out i think it is a little bit of both kids really weathered the storm you saw that home crowd really help them about that home-ish crowd home adjacent crowd being in kansas city and i think the same thing happens here i think you're gonna have a pretty pro jayhawks crowd i think that's kind of the difference here kansas won the first game in lawrence they lost the game in austin and i think this is a more or less a pseudo home game for the jayhawks so i think they're the right side here at minus 127 i think it's the right pick it's only a c grade according to the model which says the jayhawks went 57 percent of the time and that minus 134 is the correct play model wants minus 110 for an a grade play i doubt you see a number that exciting both teams have looked really good both these teams um you know even not 100 percent healthy are still top 15 teams according to the model. Both are solid on offense and solid on defense. Both play pretty fast pace, so it should be an exciting game. Model does like the over a lot. Total is 142 right now. The model says 147.1. I think it's just because the pace of both these teams is pretty high. You never know what a championship game, exactly how that pace is going to do. Um, you know, it could really slow things down. So 150 is probably more if, if the teams you know shoot really well but 142 does seem a little bit low so i would agree with the overtake but i, I stick here with kansas the better play in this game simply because i think we're getting some value based off of people remembering the last matchup between these two teams where the longhorns went in austin if you remember we talking about that game i made the comment that as good as kansas played as of late this texas team is still pretty good and, and in austin they they've looked very good. They've actually developed a little bit of a home court edge there, which is the whole point in the new stadium that they lacked for many years. Now, though, playing a neutral site game and, again, a quasi-road game, uh, I think that matters here. That didn't matter against TCU because both teams, you know, didn't really have any benefit of that. And, again, I mentioned with TCU, with Lampkin being out, they're not quite as good. It's still a couple guys banged up for, for them. It's not that TCU didn't want to win necessarily, but they weren't quite that same everything we've got. Of course, Texas was still missing Timmy Allen, but Texas has a little bit more depth than TCU has. So I don't think that missing him really hurt as much in that game, whereas I think here against a loaded Kansas team who's looked fantastic for the last you know two months-ish, um, I think this is where it comes into play. So Kansas minus 127, I think it's a pretty short price. We've faded Kansas more times than not this year because there's usually not a lot of value in the Jayhawks. But as of late, the back part of the season, riding them has been pretty profitable. I think the same thing holds true today. So Kansas minus 127, only a C-grade pick to the model, but I think it's a pretty solid investment. Also at 6 p.m. Eastern, speaking of teams who have been playing really well, San Diego State, kind of quietly, I feel like, has just been climbing the ratings, doing really well. At some point here recently, I've realized, you know, you just – Put, you know, a couple of dollars in San Diego State every night on the money line. doesn't even matter what the price is. You're not going to get a ton. They've, they're usually pretty big favorites, but you're going to slowly and steadily increase that pinnacle because they've been on quite a streak here for the most part. Utah State's not bad themselves either. You got a 26 and 17 and a 26 and 16 in this one. Should be a good contest. The bottom line, though, is that while the records are the same and both teams have different strengths, Utah State, a really good offense. San Diego State, a really good defense. San Diego State's offense is 
pretty good still, whereas Utah State's defense leaves a lot to be desired. That translates to the fact that I've got San Diego State ranked 17th in the country versus Utah State 52nd. So while our records are similar, I think San Diego State's the much better team in this game. Also, they win this by an average of 4.1 points, that they win this 64% of the time. So San Diego State minus 127 is a fantastic play. A grade according to the model, which is anything minus 145 or better would get to the A grade. This isn't the correct price. should be more like San Diego State minus 160. 79. So again, this San Diego State team has just been a lot of fun to back as of with Ben Quad roll. And Utah State's been playing really well lately, too. I don't want to discount that. But again, the bottom line here is that I just don't think they can hang with the San Diego State team who strength on strength and Utah State has the ball should be a great matchup. But when San Diego State has the ball, I do think they have an edge, and that's going to be the difference in this game and why they win this. Again, about two out of three times. Not that there's this is a lock or anything, but you got a team that's going to win more or less two out of three times. Playing them here in the, it, it, you know, in a price like this, we're having to lay a little bit of odds, but not that much. It's a fantastic investment. So a great play here on San Diego State total is 139. Models 139.2. Both of these teams have been going massively under as of late. Utah State's defense has been playing better as of late. I'm still not seeing that in the data. I'm seeing that. Translated as a little bit more luck, though, which why their defensive rating hasn't risen that much. So, San Jose, I mean, Utah has been an under team, but I'm not sure it's necessarily anything they're doing as much as I think just a little bit of the ball bouncing one way or the other. San Jose, the other team, has been an under team because their defense has really clamped down. They're really slowing down the pace of these games. So, the models is a total spot on. If I was going to do anything, I would go under just because San Diego State has just been playing old school like you know we think of them wanting to play uh you know 52 48 type games as of late so i'd be going under because of them utah state again their defense are playing better i'm not sure that's real but i don't think it really matters because San Diego state's just been driving games under so i was going to play a total that's what i played models of the past though but anyway a great play here on the aztecs is a pretty good investment at this price 6 30 p.m eastern xavier and marquette had one really good Big East game yesterday and one other game. <laughs> Xavier playing really well. I mentioned it yesterday that uh, I was afraid to fade Xavier because yeah, there's a little bit of a misconception there that when Fremantle went out that they would be in big trouble, but they played pretty well without him. Not that he's not a good player, but sometimes the, the depth of, of a team and the stylistic changes it hasn't really shown up that much that he's been gone. They've still been a pretty solid team, this Marquette team. Barely escaping UConn, who had two great chances at the end and couldn't get it done, but just fell short with UConn there. But kind of mentioned that UConn and Marquette being a great game, and it turned out to be you know just a classic. I think Marquette wins this one. I think those were the two best teams in the conference. I think that was the championship game there. I think Marquette can handle Xavier. Her minus 120 is a pretty great investment, in my opinion. A great play here, again, according to the model, says Marquette wins this 63% of the time by an average of 3.7 points. This is a correct price. Should be Marquette minus 167. And anything minus 136 or better gets it to an A grade. Right now, the spread price is minus two. And minus two is what the model requires if you're playing the spread for an A grade. Love Marquette here. Again, not that Xavier is worse without Fremantle necessarily. They've just been playing well. It's just that after yesterday's win, I've got Marquette now as the 10th best team in the country. And is good as Xavier's been playing I still don't think they're a top 20 team model has them at 28th and so I think Marquette is good enough to get the win again not quite there but close to two out of three times making a price like this a fantastic investment with regards to total 
It says 154 is what I'm seeing right now. The model says 158. Both teams have been going over for the year, but a little bit more under as of late. Xavier's been the team, really, that's been driving the under as of late train based off of how they've been playing a little bit different without Fremantle, but a little bit better on the defensive end and playing a little bit slower from their frenetic pace at the start of the season. So model let's say over after what we saw yesterday with the Xavier, where that game didn't even sniff and over, I'm not sure I'd be jumping to back such a high number as 154, but I mean, if you just want to blindly trust the model, it does say that their pace should take it over. Again, my only concern is that uh, Xavier has is one of the few teams that when they've lost someone, they really have kind of changed how they've played. Most teams, when they lose someone, they just kind of plug someone else in and they don't really try to change much. It's hard to change your style mid-season. It, you, you see it from a, you know, a handful of teams, maybe half a dozen every season that will really do that. You know, other teams, they don't have those injuries to the big guys or they just plug someone else in or they have a, a system, that sort of thing. Xavier's play differently. And so that makes this over a little bit scary here. I still think there should be a lot of points because you have Marquette as a top 10 offense and Xavier as a top 20 offense. Both the offenses are better than the defenses and the pace still should be fast. I don't think that Marquette's going to have quite the same scoring problems that Creighton had yesterday, but... Again, just knowing that Xavier's playing a little bit different makes that over 154 more of a like than a love, uh, even though there's a four-point differential between the actual total and the model projection. 7.30 p.m. Eastern, a little action here. Kent State and Toledo. I'm going to think Toledo basically had a pick them here at minus 110. This Kent State team is a lot of fun to watch, but I think Toledo's the better team. I don't think people talk about Toledo that much. They just have an incredible offense. Kent State started the season fantastic. I think that's why people talked about them that you – Jake and I talked about them a lot, how, how good they started off, and they've been playing better as of late. They've been kind of picking it back up after the little kind of early conference swoon. And, of course, they have a really impressive non-conference resume. Great defense, but Toledo's offense is the best unit on the court. And of course, their defense is going to be the worst unit on the court, but this Toledo offense have got ranked six, which is really incredible for a Mac school. I've got them ranked 20 spots higher than Kent State. So while um, you know I like this Kent State team, I think Toledo – is a team that's good enough that should be knocking on the bubble, even if they weren't to win this game. That's probably not going to happen, but I think they are really good. On average, they win this by 1.7 points, according to the model, 54% of the time. Model says minus 118 is the correct price, and that a little better than even money would be an A grade. So this is a B minus pick here, according to the model, minus 110. I'm just sticking with Toledo. I think it's the better team. And as much as I like the way the Kansas State's really turned it around here the last month of the season, Toledo's been outperforming model expectations by more than Kansas State has in that same stretch. So any bit of, hey, Kansas State's playing better right now, I'd say Toledo's still actually playing even better than that. The model thinks Toledo's better, and Toledo's actually been doing better than that. So uh, I'm going to stay my Toledo's better team here. I think this should be more like Toledo minus two. They should be out more in the minus 120, minus 130 since you have juice involved. You can press it minus 110. I think it's a pretty solid investment here on the Rockets. Totals 150. Models is 153. Both teams have been going over as of late. Kent State's been playing a little bit faster. Offense has been coming around a little bit better. And of course, that Toledo offense is just incredible. So I would be looking at the over in this one. I think more like mid 150s. Maybe if things go right and you have weird late fouls, maybe even closer to 160. I think 150s a little bit too low for that one. So I'd be looking at the over. But again, I also really do like Toledo minus 110. 8.30 p.m. Eastern, Duke and Virginia. I'm going to take Duke here. Two teams that played recently a game that Duke should have won, but the ACC officials uh, having a rough year. Every time we turn around, it seems like the ACC officials have 
bought something <laughs> crucial. Uh, again, the Duke should have won at Virginia here. Um, I'm going to take Duke. The, the, the Brandon does say at Virginia. This is where the model is notating that Duke's getting a tiny bit of a home court edge. And that's why the formula I put that. But I'm giving Duke a tiny bit of a home court edge for playing so close there in Greensboro. It'll be a very pro-Duke crowd. That should give them a tiny boost. Not a lot, not the standard, you know, three and a half points or so that I would give them for playing at home, but still uh, the pro Duke crowd, kind of similar to the uh, situation we talked about with Kansas uh, getting a, a pseudo home game there. What else is Duke wins this by an average of three points? If you want to lay two, that seems pretty reasonable. Model would want minus one for an A grade pick. And it's a similar story here with the money line that the correct price should be minus 148, minus 120 gets an A grade, so minus 130. Again, a solid B pick here. Good, not great. I don't think you're going to get a better price than this. Those Duke teams have been on fire as of late. They've been overperforming the projections. And again, as we mentioned yesterday, I do have Duke probably rated a little bit higher than most of your team projections do because of accounting for the injuries. Uh, Virginia's a pretty solid team, but I just think this Duke team is better. It's less about the win yesterday. That was a lot due, in fact, to the fact that Miami lost one of their best players um, in the first minute of the game. If, if that goes differently, I think it plays like basically exactly like Jake and I talked about, which is coin toss game. And Miami's got real value at plus 130. You're getting three points. As it turned out without him, it, it turned into a Miami was always able to hang around, but Duke was just slightly ahead the entire game, basically. And that pretty much translates to what Miami missed out on with that injury. I think we read that one pretty well. I just think that both Duke and Miami are in a different class than Virginia. I think they're both one notch above the Cavaliers. Should be a really slow game with both of these teams playing. Um, you know, obviously Virginia really, really slow. Duke just not really in a hurry whatsoever as they're in the bottom 100 of pace. Um, but the way Duke's offense have been playing lately, that really just gives them a huge advantage. Uh, model says total should be 121. The actual total is 123, so I would be looking under, especially with the fact that uh, Virginia is really going to try to suck the air out of the ball. It's not my favorite play, though, because a number like 123 is so low. I do think you're getting a little bit of value on the under, though, because people are going to say, oh, this Duke offense, we're putting up 80 points, we're putting up 90 points or whatever. They've been doing that against teams with weaker defenses and that are playing a little bit faster. And not that Duke won't score efficiently. I think Duke will score. I just think there won't be that many possessions in this game. And so this is more of a possession-driven under than anything else that um, I do think Virginia is going to really try to take the air out of the ball. And Duke... I don't really think they're going to hustle too, too much. And Virginia is good enough defensively to kind of cut them off at the pass. And I think Duke's very comfortable playing a slow game. Model says this is an average 62 to 59 Duke victory. And I think that's kind of pretty accurate. I think Duke can get to 60. I think Virginia is going to be more in the mid upper fifties. So they should be relatively close, but I think Duke pulls out the minus 130. It's a pretty solid play. Going to be great play according to the model. Definitely a side that you want to back here while the price is right. I'm afraid I'm afraid if Duke wins this game, especially if they win this game by 10, that we're not going to get any value on Duke coming in tournaments. Think everyone's going to be riding them and how hot they are and talking about them. I think that that it's going to be hard to find value on the Blue Devils, uh, potentially after tonight. 8.30 p.m. Eastern, UAB and Florida Atlantic. Fun one here in Conference USA. I just want to start off and talk about the over here. Total is 148. Model says 152. And both teams have been going over as of late. So I really do like this over. It's been a lot of offense, a lot of pace. This one should be a really fun game. Don't let it slip under your radar just because it's Conference USA. These are two solid teams. Florida Atlantic is in either way, whether they win or lose this game. UAB needs to win to get in. But honestly, I'm... 
I'm a little sad that UAB isn't at least on the bubble. I have them as the 50th best team. I think they're probably better than some teams that are going to get at large spots. Unfortunately, they aren't really under consideration. So, um, you know, the, the, the committee disagrees. And you know, a lot of it's about resume and not about predictive. I just think this UAB team is pretty good. So this should be a good game. And again, a lot of points, a lot of offense, a lot of pace. So don't let someone slip under your radar. Over, I think, is a really strong play here. As long as you're getting a number like 148, I think we get into the into the mid 150s based off how i'm viewing this one unfortunately it's not the official pick someone making one pick per game here trying to focus our, our rooting efforts on one way or the other and tell you which one i like the most the one i like the most in this one florida atlantic as much as i like uab and talked about them i've got fahe was the 22nd best team it's pretty crazy for a team like them i feel like I missed when they got good. Like it just kind of like, I, I feel like it I blinked and it happened. And it's obviously not a hundred percent true, but I feel like thinking back the past couple of years, I don't remember FAU being anything near this uh, to be a, a top 25 team. I feel like it's just quite an accomplishment. Obviously they've already got to 30 wins. They're just really good. This being priced around a pick them. I don't know if it's about UAB and the pace they play makes them fun to watch. I don't know if it's about, uh, you know, Jordan Walker, of course, is a fantastic player. But, again, I've got a player-based model here, so I, it's not like I don't have that incorporated. FA is just a better team. That Jordan Walker might be the best player on the court. But if you were to take the top seven players, you know, five of them are, are on FAU or something like that. I don't know the specifics off the top of my head. But FAU's just got a really good team. And I think that's going to overwhelm uh, the fact that, you know, again, Jelly Walker is a really good player, but FAU wins this according to the model 60% of the time. That makes it minus 151 uh, as the correct price or something like even money is just a steal, in my opinion. Anything better than minus 123s and A grades, this is a, like a, you know, a great A grade investment. Uh, both these teams have been playing really well lately, both been overperforming their expectations. So it's not about one team's hot, one team's not, one team's done as well, one team's not. They both have been doing really well. It's just this is price as if these two teams are the same. And I don't think that's true. So as much as I do like the over, there's just more value on FAU. So it's one where if you want to play both, I think that's not a crazy idea because I think we're going to get to a lot of points. If you want to kind of take the intersection of these plays and take the FAU over. I think that makes a lot of sense. I've got a good offense and UAB is going to keep the pace up. So FAU should be able to score uh, as many points as they want. So I think that's also a good look. Uh, so a lot of different ways you can play this one, but either way, I think FAU can come on top in a high scoring game, even money, just a fantastic investment. Last one for you here, a late game, 10:30 PM Eastern Arizona and UCLA. Uh, looking forward to this one. should be a really good game. Uh, you know, I nailed the first two matchups on this where I just said, Hey, uh, these two teams are great. The home team's going to win both. And, you know, in Arizona, they won. And then in UCLA, they won. Right. So, I mean, it was pretty simple. I don't have that advantage now, you know, playing in Las Vegas. There's no, there's no home team. And it's actually kind of pretty centrally located, right. Um, with regards to distance. So, uh, you know, pretty, pretty solid neutral court game, two really good teams, obviously UCLA without uh, Jalen Clark, you know, a big deal. And that really matters. That takes them in the ratings from a top five team to just outside the top 10, according to the model. Now there's a rounding error. They're, you know, they're spitting distance away from like ninth or something. But I mean, it takes them from potentially the third best team in the country to, you know, like I said, maybe, 
you know, almost 10 spots lower. Not that Jalen Clark's necessarily their best player, but he's one of their better defenders and one of their key pieces. So that that matters for UCLA. I think that's the difference in this game. That's why I want to back the Wildcats. I think if he's in there, I think it's a different story. I think it's priced a little bit differently too, of course, but this is a pick em right now. And I think Arizona wins this more times than they don't. So that's the side I want to back. It's not a great play according to the model. It's, it's a D play. It's like a D plus play according to the model. Uh, but Silent says Arizona wins this 52% of the time. The correct price should be minus 109. So taking minus 110 is basically just we've avoided the juice more or less. That The model says if you want to take UCLA, you should be looking at plus 109 or better. So minus 110 on UCLA is uh, just really overpaying. Both teams have been playing really well. Lately. Both teams have been playing really well all season. There's not too many bad things to say about either one of them. Arizona, an incredible offense. UCLA, an incredible defense. And as much crap as we give Arizona's defense, you know, uh, they struggle a little bit in transition but they're still a top 50 defense it's it's more about they give up a lot of points because the pace and they do give up probably a few too many layups if, you, if you're an arizona fan and a few too many transition points but in general the defense isn't bad it's just they give up a lot of points because they're top 10 in pace now ucla you might think their offense isn't that great their offense struggles a little bit more just because in comparison to their defense and their pace but they have a decent offense as well Again, it should be a really good game. I just think that usually not fully healthy makes Arizona the side to play in this one. So I think Price at a pick them. That's the side I'll take. Again, they win 52% of the time, according to the model, by an average of 1.2 points, so not by much. But Arizona at minus 110, I think, is the better investment. Total is 148. Model says 148.5. UCLA has been playing pretty true to their projection. Arizona has been flying over. This is definitely one where UCLA is comfortable playing a little bit faster. And so because of that, I would be going over. This isn't a game of, I think I think I said exactly this when these two teams met a week ago and why that over was such a strong play and why I told you to back that one then was UCLA is a great defensive team and they play slower, but they're not the team that needs to play that slow in order to be successful. So they don't correlate quite the same as some teams do. Some teams need to keep that pace low or else they really get out of their comfort zone and they struggle. UCLA can play a fast paced game. Arizona can't and doesn't want to. And, and I don't think UCLA is going to really be able to slow them much. They're going to slow them down and not let Arizona play this game in the nineties, which I think is probably where they prefer to play it personally, but uh, it, it still probably goes over a number like 140. I think probably more into the one fifties, uh, especially with the way Arizona has been playing as of late. It's not the strongest pick. It's not the greatest value, especially neutral court towards the end of a tournament. You might have some tired legs. So it's not as strong of an overplay as last week, but I still think the same principle holds that UCLA, doesn't mind playing a little bit of a faster paced game. Um, and so because of that, when you have one team who wants to play faster and their team doesn't mind doing it, that makes more sense. So I would be leaning over. But again, also like the Wildcats here, I think the fact that Jalen Clark's not, not playing for UCLA going to be the difference maker in this one. That's all I've got for you here today. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Picture the Professor. Don't forget to subscribe so you can show all the sports betting content provided on this channel. Stop right into your feed. Be back again next week for the tournament breakdowns. We're going to cover first four games we're going to cover a bunch of the tournament games. So nothing for Sunday shows, though. Do check out Patreon and Black Book Sports. We'll have the picks for Sunday games. Uh, but next week, we'll be back with you for a bunch of tournament content. Should be a lot of fun. But until then, as always, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet you're eating money. <laughs>